As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Free to Be She on the Crossdress Radio Network. I'm your host, Jennifer Sometimes. We're sponsored by the Breastform Store. And uh, we have a wonderful couple this evening that we're going to be interviewing in just a few moments. The, uh, it's Janet and Susan. They've been together for quite a while. So we have a lot to talk about in relationships with uh, both him and her. And then we, we can learn a lot of good uh, information here. I, I want to ask you to uh, take a moment and subscribe to us. It's just right down there in the corner. Also, like uh, our videos when you uh, have the opportunity to take a look at them, like them. That really helps us out. So um, I'd like to introduce you to Janet and Susan. So, Janet, which one are you? Raise your hand, Janet, so everybody knows that. that, that okay, Janet. Now... I- just in case you can't tell the difference here, Janet, is is it true you are a, what they call a cis female? Yes. <laughs> okay. So the cross-dresser then is on the other side, and that's Susan. Okay. <laughs> Just to get clarity here. Well, it's a very uh, wonderful thing you're doing here to, to come in with us and spend uh, a little bit of time to discuss uh, your story and able to help um, uh, other men out there that are like uh, uh, Susan and myself, and also the the ladies that listen in. Uh, they're kind of like the uh, um, unsung heroes, really, through all this. And uh, they need a lot of support, and they need support from us, the, the male side of uh, the equation. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself to start with and uh, each of you and then um, about your background and, and, and uh, uh, like where you met and, got, you know, initially got together? Well, I'll start off. Um, Susan and I have been girlfriends for over 20 years. And um, as with any relationship, it has developed over time. And at times it's been a struggle, as with any relationship. And the thing that makes it work is communication. And you really need to talk to one another, um, talk about how you feel. Um, It's most important to be able to talk to not only your partner, but um, other girlfriends. Um, Talking and communication is number one. Wonderful. Well, we're going to get to that in a little more depth here very soon. Susan, I'd like to ask you, um, when did you first meet Janet? 
And did you tell her sort of right off the bat, or did you uh, kind of hem-haw on how do I deal with this uh, little side of myself? Well, we met uh, the old-fashioned way. Uh, it was a dating service, video dating service, which I guess dates us because this goes back a lot of years. Uh, I guess they do it differently. They do it this way now online. Uh, so, yeah, it goes back a ways. Uh, so we're dating ourselves, really outing ourselves here in terms of uh, age. Um, but, no, I uh, I didn't tell her right away. Um, I mean, it would have been bye-bye. I mean, if my dating profile had said, oh, yes, I like to, <laughs> to dress up in women's clothing, um, I would say that... Um, the number of ladies who would have gone out with me would have plunged to zero. Well, I think that's probably a very true story uh, or sense of of, of things, uh, especially when you're talking about, uh, let's say, a period of a few decades ago when uh, there was so much uh, misunderstanding and non-acceptance and... um, uh, uh, just really um, a lot of prejudices back then, uh, whether they were um, uh, latent or um, uh, forced or whatever, there was a lot of it back then. And I've noticed I, a big difference since. Yeah, so, I'm not sure there's a whole lot more understanding now. Um, it's still sort of a struggle, I think. And, and that was why Janet, uh, in particular, said that she would be very willing to to talk. Now, we didn't realize it would be talking like this because we had told a, a, a someone, and can we mention the person's name? I guess it's somebody you, you've dealt with, you know. Karen? Yes. Uh, long- yes, uh, Karen. Uh, in fact, they, she contacted me. And all, or uh, we talked to each other, and I, I mentioned about a few things, and she got a hold of you, and she's going to be on next week, our next week's guest. And just to clarify for our audience about uh, Karen, she has um, femme fever on Long Island, New York, and uh, she's been doing uh, transformations for I think some like two decades, like twenty years or some sort of a, a period of time, and um, I mean. This is, so anyway, um, well, if I can do a little commercial for a wonderful lady, she's very easy to talk to. Um, she's very good at what she does. Um, and anyway, that was how we found out about this. And Janet had said something uh, the last time we were there about, uh, and it, it was a surprise to me, but um, she said, you know, I'd be willing to talk to other wives or girlfriends or whatever about this because you know, obvious. You know, Janet has a little bit of experience with it, and um, I guess um, Karen decided to uh, take Janet up on her offer. I'm really glad she did because, uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the women in our lives, uh, a lot of them get blindsided because they've been in a relationship for a long time, and and uh, then all of a sudden it comes out, or they find it on their own and then it's like what's going on as there's, there's all i'm sure janet you could appreciate the probably the the million questions that run through the heads of a lot of our female counterparts or wives and girlfriends absolutely and i suppose the most important thing is 
that people be honest about how they feel and what they want. Um, in the very beginning, um, when Susan told me that this was part of her, I, I was not very accepting. Um, and it took me a while to um, think of Susan as a girlfriend. And for me, the compartmentalization of our relationship has been a truly successful step that when when I relate to Susan as a girlfriend, um, that's just a joy. I mean, we try on makeup, we try on clothes, <laughs> do that sort of thing. And to compartmentalize it and to say, this is the time that um, we are girlfriends. And then there'll be a time when we're not. And that for us has been an incredible, successful step. You know, um, I have a, a lady friend that uh, is very, very important to me. And she says, man, she says this is just to her really wonderful because she's got like her best girlfriend. And she can always, you know, share girlfriend stuff with and go out and that kind of thing. And then she's got a guy that is there for her and all the guys sense. And it's like, I've got the best of both worlds. And, and that's in that um, we were brought up with a concept of thinking of myself as um, a Mr. and Mrs. And as a Mrs., I accepted his name. And all of a sudden, that's how I identified myself. And when that changes, it's a very complicated point. And if you're identifying yourself and as a Mrs. to a Mr. who's not being a mister. Um, it's just so confusing and so tough. Um, so as I said, for me, it has been successful just to compartmentalize it and say, this is the time that we're girlfriends. And this is the time that we're husband and wife. And that has worked for us. Um, if you could uh, address the, the ladies out there in the audience about this one particular issue can you can you just elaborate on that you know that compartment there that you're talking about because I think it's so very important I would say that um, when when you think about a person just a human being um, you can relate to your spouse as a girlfriend or you can relate to your spouse in a in a husband and wife uh, looks like we've got a frozen screen here there we go um it would be very difficult because you've identified yourself as a spouse and now it's not um just take a step back and Look at one another and say, look, I love you both. I love you. And we'll figure out how to make this work. Yeah, I think that's uh, so very important. And I, you know, like you said, take that step back. And by taking that step back, you're stepping out of the forest with all those darn trees in the way of everything and taking some clarity. 
Susan, what what do you think uh, about what we were just talking about? I think an awful lot of the success of our relationship, this part of it, and as a whole, it's 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 what Janet said. There are certain things that um, that are compartmentalized. There are certain ways that I am to her, um, you know, that are different and that has nothing to do necessarily with any of this. There are certain ways in which she is different for me. Um, th- there are times that she's a lover. I know that might seem strange, um, but it, it's not with this. I mean, this is completely different, uh, but there are times that even as male and female, we are not, I mean, we're just, Friends, we're just sort of pals. We just go and do things together, even when I'm not dressed. And then, you know, the times that uh, I am dressed, we uh, we do go out. Um, we've we've had a lot of fun. We've gone to go to dinner, go out to eat, go. Uh, we've been to the opera, theater, um, shopping, and when we're doing that, um, it. I mean. It's just completely different. I mean, she treats me very differently, um, which is fine. That's great. I mean, in a way, I'm very flattered by it. And um, she sees nothing about me at that point that is even the slightest bit um, romantic or sexual. Yes. I can yell at Susan and tell her that she's not behaving correctly. (laughs) I get that from my lady friend. Uh, especially about uh, my skirts running up above my knees or something and some various things. It's like, oh, okay, because, uh, you know, guys were were trained differently. And uh, I actually appreciate that correctiveness because it shows she's caring about how I'm presenting. And I know at the same time I'm not embarrassing her, so that's important too. And... I would treat Susan as I would any girlfriend that um, what she's wearing, um, her, if her makeup is askew or if she has lipstick on her teeth, I certainly let her know. Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because I see the same dynamics with uh, my lady friend and it's uh, it's very special. And it, um, like you said, it's a different kind of, of relationship there. And uh, going out, uh, you know, two girlfriends going out and enjoying. You said you went to the opera, something I haven't done yet, and I really want to do it. So it's a matter of time. And um, I guess under the current situation of things, so not getting into large social groupings, so that's going to be put off even longer, I guess. But that's okay. Things turn around and change. And um, But tell us about the opera, because... You know, that seems like you're going to be dressed up really elegantly, maybe. And um, um, how that went, how you were treated, how both Susan individually and the two of you as a uh, two girlfriends. I don't Okay. No, I, I mean, there was not, I mean, I didn't notice anything at all. I mean, nobody treated us in any way. I mean, um, it was, I I mean, I feel like I just fit in. Uh, Part of it is that I think a lot of it is 
people take what they see at face value. So for a lot of people, just seeing me at a glance, they don't really think anything. For those who take the second look and are like, oh, well, well, I've got my own things to do. And then for those who take the third look, uh, I think for the most part, um, eh, there's sort of a, a, an attitude of, oh, well, whatever, um, live and let live. Uh, and as far as going to the opera and getting all dressed up, we got dressed up, but not, I mean, we weren't, you know, in diamond tiaras or anything like that. <laughs> Definitely, you know, I mean, uh, the thing is, uh, the opera now, um, you go and, I mean, you see people in jeans, you see people in formal gowns, and it's just sort of a hodgepodge. You People literally go you know, dressed as they are, I mean, literally. And then other people you can see, I mean, some of the ladies take particular care to make sure that they are, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're spending more time with their hair and their makeup and clothing than I spend on mine. And <laughs> they don't need it quite the way that I do. I um, think what happens is um, you will get what you expect. So... Hmm. Susan and I go out. We go out as two girlfriends. I have to remind Susan she doesn't have to open the door for me. Oh. Um, and just, you know, we need to go out and just be. Um, that's that's a big thing that for her to adjust to, that um, we're just being girlfriends at that time. But the, the opera, if you look around, there are a lot of women just there together. And just love yourself and just... Go out and be who you are. Um, I mean, the old Pollyanna movie was, you know, um, you'll, you'll find what you find. You'll find what you expect. And you walk down the street and you just love yourself and those people around you. And I'm being pretty today. And just go ahead and be yourself. Well, that's, I totally agree. And uh, we'll have more to say about that in just a moment. And we're going to break for a little bit to help try to pay our bills. At the same time, if uh, we have a little donation page down, uh, uh, if you look below the uh, screen there on uh, uh, YouTube, we greatly appreciate uh, your thoughts about uh, uh, helping us out, maybe with a Starbucks a month or something like that to help keep this going. And also subscribe and like our, um, our videos. That helps us along and keeps us all going. So we We'll see you on the other side of the Breast Form Store. The Breast Form Store proudly provides breast prosthetics, wigs, makeup, transformational clothing, and accessories for the cross-dressers and transgendered women. Everything we do is conducted in a private, secure, and discreet manner. We have been dedicated to our community since 1993, and we only offer the highest quality products at the lowest prices. And we test all products to ensure their durability, function, and quality. We tailor everything to your specific needs. Our certified fitters are here to help you get the perfect fit every time, and our goal is to help you look and feel confident and beautiful. Visit us at thebreastformstore.com. Okay, and we're back again. We're back with Janet and Susan. We're just talking about the opera and uh, having a wonderful night out and um, uh, how the dynamics of that works. And I've noticed for myself anyway is it used to be where I would uh, go out and, and, and 
public gatherings like that, and I'd be so worried with people looking at me, and or if someone looks, it's like, oh my gosh, they're thinking this and that. I've gotten to a point, first off, I don't care anymore what they think. The other thing is, is that I don't get eye contact with anyone anymore. Instead of looking for eye contact, I don't. And it makes it a lot easier for me. So um, uh, how do you, uh, when you're out and about, do do you see people gawking? No. No. Most, to to that point, and it's a very important point that Mm -hmm. you make, who really wants to go out. Um, If you're, you know, sort of, you know, like this, and you're, I mean, you're calling attention to yourself and you are going to get read immediately. And even if you don't, I mean, people are going to be looking like, what's, what's she, what's she doing? Is she here to shoplift? Or, you know, you're calling attention. Whereas if you just walk in and to a store or whatever, and you just present yourself that, you know, just as any other woman, um, and I know that's not easy to do, but if you if you do that, um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, people will just, oh, well. Uh, and you know what? They may be thinking, oh, you know, there's some, you know, well, whatever. I'm not going to use words, but, you know, that they're thinking that way. But part of it is you have to understand that for a lot of these people, they're at work. And they're there to earn a buck. And if they treat you, gratuitously treat you poorly, that can reflect back on the business and that can hurt them. And I think most people, I mean, for the most part, and I've gotten occasional things, I mean, walking down the street, um, I've had some comments, but just brush them off. And for the most part, uh, I mean, you, you know, if you don't have to worry about, you know, any sort of violence or anything, if you're not worried about that, then what's the most that you have to worry about? And it's ridicule. And, you know, I've, I've reached a point where I don't really care. And, I mean, there are times that, uh, you know, I mean, aside from going out to, you know, those places, we've gone to places like casinos where, I, I mean, you're there and, you know, you're walking around and people are seeing you multiple times and you're talking to people, you know, I mean, certainly a cocktail waitress to order a drink. And so, I mean, people are definitely, you know, you're relating to people, they're relating to you. And the best thing is to just do it as matter of fact as possible to, I mean, and I guess it must be, you know, it's difficult to say that. I mean, it's difficult to do that. It's easy to say, difficult to do. But if you can get past that, then you've reached a point where, for the most part, people are just, oh, well, okay. I mean, this is it. I mean, so I have an interesting story to tell uh, my girlfriends after work. You know, I had this patron uh, that I was serving. and, uh, And for the most part, I mean, and... Some of the some of the uh, responses have been curiosity, um, very curious. I mean, and and not in a bad way. Um, for the most part, I haven't had an awful lot of negativity. I guess I've been very very fortunate, but part of it I think is because of my 
my attitude now. It's just, I do what I do. And I mean, just to give you a, a for instance, um, we, um, my, my shoes were literally, and I mean literally, falling apart. Um, and we just had to go someplace for shoes. Well, I wear a fairly large size shoe and you can't just go anywhere and find them. So we did go to a place where, um, you know, you know, if you go to the Payless, you serve yourself, no problem. Well, we walk into this place and it's one of those old time ones, the old style where you, you go in there, you sit down and the guy, uh, you know, takes your shoes off you and puts the shoes on you the, the whole bit. And, and I was thinking, I'm not sure I really want to do it, but that's it. I need, I need a pair of shoes. I need, and I don't know where else I'm going to go. So did that and it was no problem. I mean, uh, people were respectful and, uh, and decent. And I think the guy was about ready to hit me over the head because it was like about 30 pairs of shoes I wanted to try on. But women thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might have been that he think, oh, you know what? It this has to be a real woman because she's, you know, she wants all of these uh, shoes. I mean, she's driving me nuts. Um, so, well, and, just think so of that, the uh, the wonderful story you gave him to tell others, and something to talk about over dinner that evening with the family, and uh, and that. Uh, and if anything, it's like, uh, you know, I really think it was a guy, but it went great. So I wish him well, or her well, or whatever you're supposed to say, well. So the most important thing through this whole thing, whether you're going out or, you know, whoever you're dealing with, is just to be honest with yourself, to be honest with your partners, and to expect the best. Um, just love one another. That. This is a part of, of Susan that I never expected in growing up. I never thought that this would be part of my relationship when I got married. But it's kind of interesting. Um, so just embrace it as a, a part of, of our relationship that might be different from anybody else's. But aren't relationships always like that? You know, I think if we really got down into, if we took a thousand relationships and got into the relationship, we would have about a thousand and one different relationships. So, yes, you know, there's a lot of differences in us all. We just think everybody's the same. In reality, yes, we are because we're human. That's probably the only similarity we have. From there, we all go in total different directions. And, but we put a, a, a front up as a certain, quote, normalcy, you might say. But at the same time, we're doing things that other people wish they could do. I wonder how many people you've run across, men especially, that have thought to themselves, gosh, I wish I could do that. Or a lady that's saying, you know, my husband, we do this in the house, and if he saw this, I don't know what would happen because uh, you guys worked it out. And, and it, you know, another thing you're talking about is going out and being natural in public. And just go be yourselves, whatever that self is. 
And my big thing is you only really have to do one thing in public, and that's be nice. Just be nice, you know, and you can be gracious and you can be nice. And if you run across that once one in a thousand or whatever uh, persons out there, you kind of put them aside and walk on because they have a lot of growing in their life to do. And you move on. You don't let it get to you. The thing is, you keep a good heart and you keep a, a, a nice connection with the people you meet. And people respond to that. And I'm sure what, you've seen it many times. What has very much worked for me is just to compartmentalize our relationship and to be very specific. In the beginning, that was almost a lifesaver in this, to say, this is the time when we're going to discuss it, and this is the time when we're going to do it, and then it's then we're going to move on from there. And to to be able to say, okay, for this 20 minutes, we're going to be this way, and then we're going to step back. And um, our relationship has changed over 20 years. As any relationship, it's dynamic. Um, but it's important just to take the baby steps and to be honest. And it is baby steps in the beginning. And, you know, don't, don't try to say, oh, five years ago you said this. How are you feeling now? How are you being now? Um, and just compartmentalize it and be happy in this instance and move on. And if this is successful, that's great. And if this is not successful, we're not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. But, move, you know, build on what's successful. I mean, there was a reason why you got together in the first place. And you can build on that and just share the joy of being together. Yeah. And you st- whether, you, you, whether Susan puts a dress on or not is irrelevant to the fact that this is the same person that I liked to begin with. These qualities haven't changed. Maybe a new area of Susan came about, but at the same time, you know, this person's the same person. And all we ever really have in life is the ever-present now. Okay, ladies, we've got some questions from some of our live listeners on the Internet. And it's, uh, let's see, what has Janet recognized from others towards Susan that Susan may not notice? Um, sometimes, and it actually sometimes comes from me, um, I feel a little jealous because when I really saw her made up, I was like, holy cow, um, I'm not sure I want to go out with her because when I go out with my girlfriends, we all kind of look the same and I don't want to go out with somebody that looks really spectacular. <laughs> so That's that a- was. All right, and now we got another question here too from Lee Masters for Janet. Uh, Lee says, my wife knows but is not supportive. We've not talked about it for nearly two years. She's a great person but cannot process this. Any recommendations for reigniting the conversation safely with her, safely for both of us? I think the best way to look at it is 
kind of to look at it as if somebody has a hobby. If somebody liked to be a golfer, you would support go doing a golf weekend with them. So maybe you ought to think about doing a girlfriend weekend. Just talk about that one little time we're going to do this. And it's like any um, activity or any talent that you have that you're just going to spend some time doing that. That doesn't mean that your relationship changes everything else. Um, but I'm going to appreciate the fact that for this particular time, she's a great golfer and I'm going to support that. I think that's a great uh, answer. I've used the golfing um, uh, analogy in the past because like any uh, great hobby, there's those that are really into it. And I think of the um, the um, the golfer that's so into it that they start dressing like the old Scotsman did, you know, with the the knee high whatever it is with the high socks and the, and the little beret hat on, and he, and they start talking in a brogue or whatever, like uh, and or any um, people who like to play uh, the Renaissance stuff, and and you see them, you know, um, talking like they did back in the renaissance days and all that and and they really get into it and it's something that brings out something wonderful deep within them as it does with us it's just this is unusual but it's not too different than that i would agree with that like kind of look at as a role playing that and the biggest thing to step back from is that when Susan is dressed, this doesn't change our relationship as husband and wife. It really doesn't. It's, it's, it's something else. It augments it. I, I may identify myself as a wife. I gave up my name to, to be a wife, to be a missus. And this does not change that. And I think that's probably the most threatening thing that women feel, that all of a sudden, this really changes who I am. How can I be a missus to another missus? Um, that's, it's really, that's, to me, that was one of the most, that was the toughest thing to say that this doesn't change my identity as a woman. That's very interesting. Very interesting. And I love getting into the, the woman's mental side of, of our equation here. And I know that there's a, a, a huge deficit in knowledge out there about helping the, the female side of uh, things. And you mentioned earlier about communication, and that just keeps coming up all the time and all the time. And it is trying to figure out what is the right communication for you. Obviously, you, you, and you also mentioned honesty. And that means the guy has got to become totally clean, whether... He tells her or he gets caught and she finds out about it, whatever, tell everything. Total transparency. Put it all on the table. Put your heart in your hand. And and you say, this is me. I haven't changed. I'm still the same guy. But put it all out there. And speaking of which, on that subject, the best time to come clean is beforehand, before you're married. I mean, for any couples who are already married, oh, well, nothing you can do there. But if, for anybody in this situation who 
is who has a girlfriend who's thinking of getting married, you have to tell. Very unlikely that you're suddenly not going to want to be doing it, um, you know, on some arbitrary day, you know, the day after you get married, that it's suddenly going to go away. I don't think, and I can't say for everyone, but I don't think that's necessarily that it's going to go away. And if it doesn't, eventually it's going to impact your marriage one way or another. Even if she never finds out, there will be a part of you that just doesn't feel quite right. And yeah, maybe you'll be able to hide it. But even if you think you can and you do for years and years and she finds out one day, I, I mean, the bottom could drop out. I mean, literally, you could be looking at, you know, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't, de- I can't, I, I have no idea. I mean, and I guess part of it is it could be, well, what else are you not telling me? Yeah. What this, I mean, you're telling me here now that I've caught you or now that you've finally come clean, you've told me that this is something that's so very important to you. Well, if it's so very important to who you are, you didn't tell me that before we got married. And I, the thing is, if you do tell the woman in your life, you, you're considering marrying, if you tell her, you absolutely are risking that she's going to say, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't deal with it. I'm out of here. And you know, and you end up losing your relationship and it's a horrible thing. And, you know, and you think, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't have told her, but um, you're much better off telling her up front. I mean, I told Janet before we were married, um, just because I didn't think there was any other way. I mean, I knew that eventually it would impact our marriage. It would impact us in in ways that uh, that I really, I don't think I could have controlled completely. And I don't know that anybody could. I mean, I think this is something that you really need to deal with beforehand, if at all possible. For anybody who's looking at this and saying, well, you know, it's something I want to do, and but, you know, I'm getting married in a few months, and eh, it'll be okay. You know, I take business trips, so I can do it then. Eh, you know, I mean, you come home with your suitcase and a few things in it that that she sees, and suddenly it's like, well, you know, <laughs> there's another woman. Um, might even be worse, and maybe not. I don't know. And one thing for for women to think about is that the fact that your spouse wants to do this, wants to express themselves as a woman, that doesn't diminish me as a woman. And um, for a long time, that was a thing that I had to deal with, thinking that because I was not woman enough, he didn't want to be a man. That's a great point. And I'd like to expand on that in just a moment. We've got another little pay our bills, or part of the bills, and um, we'll come right back. 
The Breastform store proudly provides breast prosthetics, wigs, makeup, transformational clothing, and accessories for the cross-dressers and transgendered women. Everything we do is conducted in a private, secure, and discreet manner. We have been dedicated to our community since 1993, and we only offer the highest quality products at the lowest prices. And we test all products to ensure their durability, function, and quality. We tailor everything to your specific needs. Our certified fitters are here to help you get the perfect fit every time, and our goal is to help you look and feel confident and beautiful. Visit us at thebreastformstore.com. Okay, we're back on again. This has been very, very interesting, and uh, uh, I, you, you, just before the break, you you mentioned um, uh, Janet. You mentioned about uh, the woman maybe feeling insecure because of this, and can you just expand on that just a little bit? I'd greatly appreciate that. Um, it, yeah, it's um, for me. It was quite the point in that I felt that um, because Susan needed to express this part of her personality, I was not being woman enough for, uh, for mm. a male perspective that it was, it was my fault that, um, this was happening. Um, if I was pretty, if, if I was more feminine, um, she wouldn't want to be me. Um, but in kind of a weird way, I found out that, it's actually um, kind of an honor to me that she thinks I'm really special. <laughs> she wants to be me. Um, mm-hmm. so, but we've been we've been married a little over twenty years, and as with any relationship, it has developed. In the beginning, it was really rocky, and there were times when all I wanted to do was cry, and I just felt, how can I change Susan? I don't want to see her. I don't want her to be a part of our lives. I don't want her in our lives. But I found over time that as Susan is expressed in her personality, it makes our marriage better. And it took quite a while for that to happen. Um, It didn't happen overnight. Um, There were many times that I just wished this would go away. And if I could be more of a woman, it would go away. It would go away. Um, but it's not. It's, it's, Susan is here to stay. And um, I need to learn how to honor that and how to appreciate that. And that's tough. Um, and it's not something that there's a lot of women out there who want to talk about the fact that um, – the male that she gave up her name for all of a sudden wants to be a woman and, but doesn't want to be a woman all the time and just wants to be with me as a woman. And that's pretty neat. You know, it's, it it is. And I, I wish I could explain it and I can't find anyone in this world who can explain it. It's just there within so many of us and that's it. And it's there. It doesn't go away. I think, I'm guessing, but I think it's part of our DNA some way. And um, it's when we embrace it and we learn to live with it and look at the the positive side of it. And you, too, apparently have found a way of making it work and work really in terrific ways to enhance your traditional marriage and in, in basically enlarge it and enhance it. And I think that's a message to a lot of couples and hope for the women out there. 
that, yes, it can. And you mentioned over and over again, communication and honesty. And the guy has to understand more. We're going to learn a lot more about communication because we've got a lot of things coming up in the near future about communication and honesty and that kind of stuff to help teach the male to be there for her in communication and in honesty. And if you're going to do this and you're going to share your life with this beautiful lady who's going out of her way to try to figure it out and and through the throes that she has to go through, you've got to make these changes and you've got to keep them that way for the rest of your life and honor and respect this awesome lady you're with. And you know, Because I'll tell you, every woman that... Uh, that goes and graces us with such a uh, a beautiful, loving kindness and acceptance for us is a treasure. And you Janet, know, you are a treasure. Yes, yeah. absolutely, you're a treasure. And um, Susan, you're one lucky guy, gal, gal, guy, whatever you want to call. <laughs> I know I don't know me either, so. <laughs> But we know what it is, you know, and we know what's there. And every woman has the opportunity to have something more. And anyway, I, I want to thank both of you for being on our show, Free to Be She. You've able to help a lot of people out there, and that's what this uh, show is all about. And um, I wish the absolutely best in the future, and I'm sure that we'll have an opportunity to come back and talk some more, which I would dearly love to do. You know, you've been a fabulous guest on here, and you've gone out of your way to tell your story and help others, and that's very commendable to you. And so I want to thank our audience. Don't forget to subscribe to our, um, our YouTube channel, please. Like our videos, and then take a look at the donation page down there because we can always use your help. So everyone have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week when Karen from the uh, Femme Fever will be on. Thank you all. Good night. Good night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.